Hey there, gang, and welcome to another episode of Questions in Cars. This week I have with me my good friend from West Chicago, Jeremy Stevens. Hey there, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Shout out to uh, shout out to the West Shy. Okay. Yep, we're we're broadcasting from my hometown of West Chicago, which uh, feels good to be home. Feels good to be home with my with my original friend group from long ago. You know what? It feels good to have you back. That's all I really have to say. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> no problem. And uh, I'll start things off for questions here. Um, I was gonna ask you some questions because I know. Among my friends, friend group, uh, the original group back in West Chicago, you were someone that was really passionate about music and just, like, knew all the words to, like, every single song <laughs> that we could think of yeah. as kids. So I was just wondering for you, like, a couple questions about um, your musical past. Um, who was someone that really influenced your musical taste growing up and, like, what was a song that really just clicked what was the first song that clicked with you as a as a kid we talked about that a couple weeks ago i think um on the show and i just i wanted to bring that back with uh with you let's see here um well as people that know me they know that i have a very eclectic taste in music um my taste in music is kind of all over the place I like stuff, for example, like Tupac, gangster rap type stuff like that. I like high school musical stuff and just alternative, classic rock, heavy metal, all that jazz. And I think that the first person that I ever was influenced by, obviously, was my father because he he's also an avid uh, music listener and he liked listening to people like uh, ACDC, Aerosmith, and, like, classic rock, stuff like that, and, um, that's what initially got me into liking music, and probably, to answer your second question or first question, I kind of forgot, um, (laughs) the first song that really clicked with me was actually from the movie, um, I believe it's called Snow Dogs with Cuba. Gooding Jr.? Wow. Cuba, maybe? I don't know. What he likes to call himself Snow now. Snow Dogs? I, th- I think it's from the... It's Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja... Oh, yeah, yeah, By the yeah. Baja Men? I think Baja Men? Or is it boys? I don't know. I think that clicked for all of America <laughs> that time. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. was truly in the spotlight of the nation at that point. And, yes, at the spotlight of my heart. But... <laughs> But, um, yeah, <laughs> Who Let the Dogs Out is probably the first song that I just wanted to listen to on repeat just maybe 73 times in a row and just, it never got old. But looking back at it, it's, um, it is not the best, uh, doesn't have the most witty lyrics, it doesn't have great lyricism in general it's just the catchy tune it's just a fun song it's just a fun song that helped capture the amazement of america's youth <laughs> that's pretty accurate <laughs> it is thank you very much all right um well yeah well i mean we'll come back at the end of the show to some music that you've been listening to lately obviously but uh if you have Baja a question, boys yeah 
<laughs> their new album of 20, 2016. I don't think that they've come out with anything since that. I'm not sure, though. That would, that would probably be really smart for them just to have that one hit and just be like, that's it. We don't need to we don't need to delve deeper into they our musical talent. They probably could have parlayed that into some sort of success in the industry, but yeah, it's far too late now. <laughs> um, anyway, if you have a question for me, we can go you, to that part of the show. You know what? I don't. No? Um, oh, wait. Didn't have I got, actually, I have one. Okay. As a fan of animated movies in general, yeah. I would like to know your opinion on what you believe, well, not what you believe, what is your favorite animated movie of all time, and yeah. please just, just tell me why. <laughs> why? Um, <laughs> obviously I know for you, like, Lilo and Stitch is just amazing, and, I mean, that's not my favorite animated movie, yeah. but I really respect that as, like, a just a really great animated film and I think we are right now in like a real golden age of animated movies that's true and that's like a really great place to be like every time Pixar comes out with a movie you can pretty much guarantee lately that it's gonna be really good but um my favorite I think my favorite animated movie right now would have to be um Princess Mononoke what? It's like a, you know, the spirit, Spirited Away people? Oh, Studio Ghibli? Yeah. Okay. They made, that. this movie was supposed to be like a big hit. I think Disney worked with them. Um, it didn't quite get a purchase in the U.S., though. What um, was it called again? Princess Mononoke. It's about, the reason why I like this movie so much is it's kind of a, a, a fantastical adventure story that that's just really classic um like the prince of the village has to like go and uh save the day basically but it gets really the the mission gets really murky when it becomes more and more difficult to discern who is good and who is bad and it just it's the conflict between nature and humanity and technology and there's no just like in real life in that situation there's no real good or bad side it's just it's difficult for everybody and i think that it it takes that problem and really uh portrays it in a way that i think kids can understand and so i i really i like that movie a lot and it's it's of course studio ghibli it's really beautiful and yeah uh just like every single piece is every single frame is handmade and it's it's just it's fantastic i think like, the normal frame rate for movies is something like, uh... I think it's, like, 36 or some, something. Yeah, and they are able to... They're able to do, like, 40 frames of, like, handwritten... <laughs> like, they, they like the time that they spent in the movie was just insane, and yeah. they were able to make, like... It's just fantastic. It's, it's <laughs> a piece of art, every single frame. But, um, yeah, Princess Mononoke really has my heart right now as an animated film. I'm sure that will change, but... As with, like, all favorite movies. Yeah. Another one will come along. Yeah, I mean... And it's up to, like, opinion. Well, more than no, me. it's not, really. It's, <laughs> there's one solid answer, and let me tell you, it's Lilo and Stitch. Oh, I totally, I totally get that. I totally get that. Ohana? Do you know what that means? It means family. And what else does it mean? It means no one left, gets left behind. What else? Or forgotten. Okay. I'm, I'm just tearing up right now. <laughs> We both are. We both are. That I'm, movie is... Uh, 
You you watch you think that movie's good and then you watch it again you're like that movie's not good it's amazing like <laughs> oh my gosh I thought you were just gonna tear, tear my hopes and <laughs> the dreams not good. apart it's horrendous <laughs> um, but yeah and then uh, let's uh, we can just roll right on to personal digressions now if you want to you know what I do and there's something that's been piquing my interest in this last week or so maybe even longer than that now I don't know um, but. I was I was just perusing the channel guide as most single males that are 21 years old and live with their parents still do on a Friday night, and um, I came across TBS, and lo and behold, can you guess what was airing on TBS at around like 8 p.m. Central on a Friday night? I couldn't even begin to. Well, let me tell you there, Hunter. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> They were airing um, what was called E-League, and basically it oh. was it was professional uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive teams playing yeah. on national TV. Wow. Well, I mean, not... Well, is TV... Yeah, TVS is national. Um, <laughs> what but, a world. Yeah, that was just amazing to me because I, I'm an avid video gamer. Hunter's an avid video gamer. Um... And it's just cool to see video games getting out into the mainstream in whatever facet it can, whether it be through TV, through television like that, or I mean, obviously, Twitch, Twitch streams. There, I mean, that's all video games, but that's a lot of people are watching that stuff. Were they like? Was it like countries facing each other? It was. It was usually made up of teams of players. A five five people per team. The players could be from wherever though, so it but it was usually that they were from one country or mm, two countries usually at the most, but North America obviously they're not on par in video games like that compared to like Europe, they're they're usually oh, the, the Europeans. top. Yeah. Europeans are better? Uh in Counter Strike Europeans usually reign supreme and then Really? Then what it's, about the Japanese? And no. Really? Yeah. Man, they're kind of coming up, but yeah, it's 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 kind of cool to see that just getting at least in a little bit into the mainstream and uh, yeah, getting the recognition that I think it deserves and thousands of other people think well, not thousands, hundreds of thousands think it deserves. Yeah, it's definitely a skill. Oh, without a doubt. Um, you try flicking with your freaking. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, that, that is pretty cool. And, and isn't the, weren't they doing things on, like, ESPN? They, um, like yeah, ESPN has has signed off on, like, a, like, a ESL, I think they call it, um, and it, it'll occasionally be airing on, like, ESPN 3 or ESPN yeah. U or something like that, but... That's pretty cool. I know they had, like, a... There's a thing called Heroes of the Dorm, and it was basically like, it was. That's awesome. There's a game called Heroes of the Storm that's made by Blizzard Entertainment, and it was basically just colleges around the around the USA formed teams, and they had they had like a competition on ESPN, and it was pretty cool. But yeah, that it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's all I really have to say. I said cool a lot, so <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Um, 
my personal digression was is um, a couple days ago I was looking at the news, okay. and there was in the Namibian desert. Namibian. They uh they uncovered a ship, like a huge ship from five hundred years ago, and it was filled with gold. Oh, they were they were doing their mining, and like the desert meets the ocean, and mm-hmm. normally there's like sh- a shoal area where the the waves are beating against the rocks really hard, and you can't yeah. really mine down there. But they were able to clear out the rock, kind of sweep it away, and then kind of create a calm water pond area there where they could dig without having like the waves crashing. And when they cleared the rock away, they found, like, the ship had been buried underneath, like, the crust of the ocean, and they were able to find it that way. That is ingenious. That's really awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, so, yeah, they, and I think the, the gold is, like, $13 million worth of, of gold on there. Was it, like, in coins, or, like... Yeah, gold coins. That's weird. And then, of course, there's, like... A bunch of different other artifacts and things like cannons on the ship. You think they found like David Jones or his locker in there? <laughs> I think I don't know about that yet, but there's still time. <laughs> there is still time, I think. Um, yeah, that's it for personal digressions. Uh, okay. Cool. Do you have a song for us this week, Mr. Stevens? You know what? I do. I do. <laughs> And this, the, uh, do I just say the, t- the title and the artist then? I would like to know uh, why you chose this song and like where okay. you heard about this band and some stuff if I could. Okay, well, first off, the song is entitled Mango Tree um, and is performed by the Zac Brown Band. And if you're familiar with Zac Brown Band, you know that they're usually a country group who sing, have sung songs like Chicken Fried and knee-deep and other country hits like that. But this song is off, I believe it's their newest album, entitled Jekyll and Hyde. And um, wow. it's basically them just showing off another side of their talent. And it, it sounds like a classical a classical piece from like the Rat Pack era or something like that. That's great. It has like Sarah Bareilles as a... Really? As a accompanying voice to it Are you it serious? Yeah. I am a huge fan of hers. She's 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 awesome. She is very good. She's also um, a Christian, I believe. Yeah, too. she is. So that's that makes it that much cooler. <laughs> um, that's great. I uh, I always like the obviously the mark of a really good band is when they can like totally go into a different genre and still be that good. Yep. So awesome. What's yeah. this? Will be Mango Tree by the Zac Brown Band coming in. Thanks for coming on, Jeremy. You know what? Thanks for having me on. You guys have a good week. Yeah. Waiting for the sunlight to come rising from the sea. We lay under cover, shaded by the mango tree. We could stay forever, never leave this paradise. Swaying in the ocean breeze to the rhythm of the tide. Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow. Take your time, cause we got time to borrow. 
love you Say that you love me too We can turn the whole world upside down Just us two Nobody else will do Cause baby you're the only one for me Underneath the mango tree Just like sugar on our skin The day is getting older Oh, but we are still so young Higher than the stars above And faded like the sun Tomorrow Oh, tomorrow Take your time Just us two Nobody else will you Cause baby you're the only one for me Oh you're so sweet Underneath the mango tree Us too. It's me and you. Nobody else will do. Baby, you're, you're the only one Baby, for me. Baby, you're the only one for me. Underneath the mango tree.